This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. expect war with China. Yikes. Part of that because of the China balloon that crossed into United States airspace and what it was equipped with. And then the horror show that's happening in Turkey and Syria. So many Americans trying to do what they can to help these poor people who were buried alive. 21,000 and counting dead in the aftermath of a 7.8 on the Richter scale earthquake rocked their world when they were simply sleeping in the middle of the night. Hey, everybody, just a glimpse of what we're going to talk about. My name's Kate Delaney. Thanks for hanging with us here on America Tonight. We'll also take you to the man cave to talk about the Super Bowl and uh, other things that are happening in the world of sports and some other odds and ends that uh, I think in your backyard and my backyard are being talked about or maybe should be talked about. How about that? I don't know if you have your, your party plans yet, but I know a lot of people must be gearing up for the Super Bowl. I can tell by the fact that a couple of the stores that I, that I was in during the day, they had big catering signs up. And people were getting pizzas and everything else that they could grab, chips, etc., to prepare for the uh, food coma. Because I think it is like a food coma. There's just lots and lots of eating that goes on during a Super Bowl. And oh yeah, there's the big game and the commercials in between. But in all seriousness, it is somber. It is sad. It is uh, incredibly, incredibly disheartening to see what's happened with these people. Mother Nature can be wicked. I say it all the time. And many of us here in the United States have been through the ringer. But when you think about 21,000 deadliest disaster in more than a decade. You have people that are just gathering to bury victims on the spot in a mass grave in Turkey because they they can't do anything else. You know, you've got these little markers that they're sticking up. There's no time. It's freezing. The conditions are awful. And there are too many bodies. There are too many bodies. It's all that can be done. They're digging these trenches row after row after row after row after row. Breakneck speed at the burial grounds and breakneck speed in trying to rescue maybe some more people from the flattened disaster that is the rubble in so many places because of the collapsed buildings on both sides of the border, both Syria and Turkey. There have been some amazing moments where children have been rescued, where a uh, couple of families were actually rescued intact. There was a the little boy who was 10, and he was buried alive for over 80 hours, and they pulled him out of the uh, the mess that he was in, which I think is, um, is wonderful that while it's sad, depressing, awful, a lot of children dying, just every two minutes bodies are coming, the fact that, that there is that voice that child that person that can be rescued that's the that's the thing that keeps i think a lot of these rescuers frankly uh going because it's it's 
um, you know, that bad. You've got, when they find bodies, they're gently laying them in blankets and, and, and laying them down and just really hard where you've got backhoes digging uh, those rows of graves on one side and then you have backhoes working gently to tr- kind of go through the rubble that is still there and uh, it is really a sad sad sight to see from from afar so um, many Americans giving a couple dollars here and there, whatever they can do, lighting candles, setting up a prayer. Uh, boy, oh boy, it makes you really, really, really appreciate the life that we have. And when you see disasters like that, uh, that, that that's for sure. Okay, so the balloon fallout continues. The U.S. declassified the balloon intelligence and is really just at this point calling China out for being spiers. I mean, they they're spying. That's that's the deal. That's what you can see from what has been collected, and even the uh, the House overwhelmingly passed a resolution condemning China for its balloon espionage, and there was actually the rare display of bipartisanship. Who's not going to vote for that? So, you know, Democrat and Republicans voted for it uh, across Capitol Hill in the Senate. Lawmakers were interrogating top Defense Department officials demanding answers about the security of U.S. airspace because it's ridiculous when we find out that there were so many other balloons, a handful of them, that just, uh, they were they were out there and we just didn't detect them. How's that possible? How's it possible we didn't know? So, of course, Beijing uses this as surveillance because it's working until we shot down the balloon over the weekend off the coast of South Carolina. It is not a weather balloon. The airship was capable of signals uh, that you would use in intelligence operations way beyond what a weather balloon would do. Lots of antennas. An array that could collect and geolocate communications. And that's the idea. That's spycraft. That's intercepting communications. That's intercepting electronic signals. That's what that is. So China's reserving the right to make a comment later, but saying that they're sticking with the weather balloon thing. Um, This disclosure is uh, something that we knew was going to happen. So what is our government saying? They're insisting that it was China's irresponsible violation of U.S. sovereignty that is now hurting the bilateral ties. Our Secretary of State called off a trip to China on Friday, hours before he was scheduled to leave because of what happened with his balloon. And then we have a fighter jet, an F-22, that has to take it down, shoot it down. And Beijing says that's ridiculous because it was an overreaction. Are you kidding? You're spying on us? It's overreaction to shoot down the balloon? Yeah. And absolutely, you had plenty of people in the halls of Congress that had something to say about it, like Senator Lisa Murkowski, who said, Alaska's here for you, baby. We're the first line of defense. So why wasn't that taken down? If China's a threat to our sovereignty, the second it crosses the line, boom, the line is Alaska. Why didn't that happen, right, if there was an opportunity to shoot it down? And, you know, then you've got 
this whole idea of where do you decide, and that's, I think, what the defense people were saying, where do you decide to shoot down the balloon? How easily can it be recovered? Water depth off the coast of the Aleutian Islands goes from 150 feet to 18,000 feet, and water temperatures are just above 30 degrees, and, you know, on and on reasons why the balloon just kept on going. You can see this huge, because there's been pictures that have been released, you can see a huge balloon canopy that was recovered on Sunday. So it's no surprise that Americans are saying in this Rasmussen poll that nearly half of the voters expect a war with China because of what they're, what they're seeing, right? With of what recently has happened, along with things that have happened in the the past 48 percent say china is an enemy of the u.s 36 say it's somewhere between an ally and an enemy enemy and 34 percent rate president joe as good or excellent for his handling of the issue 47 rate him as doing a poor job man cave next Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today. 
The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea naturally builds good cells and kills bad cells. So it's great for healthy people, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting an infection, diabetes, or cancer. To order, visit drinksupertea.com or call 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com, 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. I'm going to the man cave. Going to the man cave. Going to the man cave. I'm going to the man cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to the man cave. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man cave, man cave, man cave, man cave, man cave. Women and men are in the man cave. My um, my latest invade the man cave. Speaking of that, is coming out at the end of February. Might actually dip into March. Depends on how fast it gets produced. But that's coming out. I'm very very excited about that. And I'm very excited about the Super Bowl because the Eagles are playing the Chiefs, uh, the two best teams that are left. Watching both of these teams. I thought uh, that's what would happen going through the playoffs, and sure enough, it did. And it's uh, going to be an interesting one, that, that's for sure. I have lots of friends and lots of people who have been wonderful to me in my life, and I've spent lots of time in Kansas City, but of course I grew up outside of Philadelphia, so my family is all about this game, especially since Philly is that hard luck team that – They've only won one Super Bowl, and this is another opportunity to win. It's interesting. There's so many interesting stories that you could break down in the Super Bowl. But at the end, it comes down to the predictions. Will the MVP of the NFL, Pat Mahomes, have just enough to push the Chiefs over the top? You know, getting to the big game is incredible. I've interviewed enough uh, football players about this NFLers. And not winning is the worst. But at least for Pat Mahomes, he has. So he does have that in his back pocket. But it's, he knows, as as does Andy Reid and, and uh, the chief faithful, that it's very tough to get back, even with a great team, to get back to a Super Bowl. They've had a nice run. But, boy, that's got a way on their minds. And the same thing for Jalen Hurts and... Nick Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles, and there's so many players that are on both teams that haven't won Super Bowls, and and this is the moment for them. Kicks off at 6.30. So where do the Eagles have the advantage, and where do the, um, where do the Chiefs have the advantage? I looked at what a lot of the predict a lot of predictions that are out there and i looked at a lot of writers and broadcasters that i've known and have followed and whatnot so we know who joe buck is monday night football of course he is predicting 24 20 an eagles victory 24 20 
Then um, somebody else that I was looking at, because I went through a whole bunch of them. He's a, he is Mr. Draftman. He is the best at it. Mel Kuyper Jr. He's been around forever. He predicts Philly 27 to 23. Rex Ryan, former coach of the Jets, is predicting 28 21. 28 21. And there's like a long list of predictions. Predicting a Chiefs win is plenty of people are out there predicting that. Uh, Linda Cohen from Sports Center, an anchor that you see a lot, 31 27. She's covered a lot of football in her day. I've had plenty of conversations with Linda in press boxes. Uh, how about um, Matt Miller, who's a great draft analyst too? 27 27- 24, he predicts the Chiefs will win it. Then you have um, Todd Archer, someone who I also spent some time with in press boxes when I covered the Cowboys. He's a longtime Cowboy reporter. He says the Chiefs 37 to 34. Jason Reed, who was a guest on this show, is and he's a senior NFL writer. He is predicting Kansas City 34 31. 34 31. So, how about that? We'll see when it's played. And the other part of the Super Bowl that's always so intriguing to people, of course, is the Super Bowl commercials. The Super Bowl commercials are rated and are talked about, and then you see them a lot of times, of course, rotated into the mix, meaning after the Super Bowl, they start to appear on primetime and whatnot, and people are talking about the commercials at least the week after the Super Bowl. And... um, it, in a, it's, it's interesting. I've thought about this. The Super Bowl ads, too, can also launch, help launch a career and revitalize a career. We've seen that with some actors that have been on some amazing, clever Super Bowls. So it's going to be humor. We know that to grab attention for sure. Um, Melissa McCarthy's apparently in a very funny commercial. There is not going to be as much cryptocurrency because of what we've seen happen with cryptocurrency this year. But uh, there's also going to be a nod to some of our favorite shows, streaming shows from the the past. I know, I know a little bit. I don't want to spoil it for everybody, but Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, they're teaming up. They were the Breaking Bad characters. They had two iconic characters in that show, and they're um, they're part of a, a big spot. You have um, I mentioned um, Melissa McCarthy, but you have Adam Driver. You have uh, Miles Teller and his wife in a commercial. You've got Sylvester Stallone. You have Will Ferrell, um, you know, it's just some, and they're probably doing the streaming services thing. So I think it's going to be really interesting to watch, and it always is, to watch the commercials. And all the years when I, that's what I would miss. And all the years, of course, when you're, when I was covering Super Bowls, it was so fun. It was just an incredible, I feel so blessed, lucky, whatever you want to call it, to have that opportunity that I had. And, 
you are scrambling all over the place, though, and you're with writers and broadcasters of all sorts, and you're talking to players and past superstars, and then the current ones, and then the people that are the the players that are actually involved in the game and and everything from A to Z, but you're not watching the commercials because you're in the thick of it. So you you read about it the next day and then they start to pop up or you can certainly go look some of them up, but you kind of miss that whole thing because you're focused on what's happening in the, uh, you know, what's happening in, in the game. And uh, boy, oh boy, it, um, who's going to have the Lombardi trophy and who's going to, really have the most popular commercial uh, to me those are the big themes of the the weekend there are other stories there are other sports believe it or not <laughs> i mean there's something more than football there are other sports that are going on while i sit here because you just had the nba trading deadline and lots of conversations over who who had the best trade and um what's going to happen really in the second half of the season and you know uh, kevin durant getting dished i think i think that people weren't surprised by that but the, how about the suns for all my for all of my friends in Arizona. So Kevin Durant hasn't played a game yet for the Suns, but being on the roster is already paying off for them. People are excited about that in uh, in Arizona. Durant, I think, can help that uh, team. That's for sure. So he gets picked up in a, a trade. And then you think of, gosh, you think of veteran guard Chris Paul. And Paul's known Durant since... The former MVP was a camper at Five Star Basketball Camp a long, long time ago. And, you know, that's part of it. It's that mixture of the right teammates. So with trades, even with big names, it's it's about the gel. And will it really take effect? Will the, will um, will they jive in in the trades and the moves that were made? Does it, I mean, ultimately, does it work out? Or um, is the answer no, because there's just a clash and it doesn't, there, there's not that chemistry. Because I, I think in these, certainly in these team sports, it is much bigger than one would even um, understand, right? Guess what's coming up? NASCAR 2023 season yeah i mean before you know it you blink your eye and it's it's absolutely uh here and there's some changing of the guard that's happening and indycar indycar driver connor daly is going to try to qualify for the daytona 500 with a nascar team owned by floyd mayweather no less yeah um they're saying don't bet against him, Mayweather saying Connor is like a hungry fighter and my kind of guy. I wouldn't do it. So he's going to be among six drivers for four open slots in the 40-car field. Ooh. February 19th for the opener. Each on the flip side. Are you curious about what might be missing from your diet and supplement choices? Take a free health assessment to identify your possible nutrient deficiencies. As a certified holistic health coach, I will help you assess and prioritize a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. 
Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. USA News Update. Former President Trump's attorney, Jonathan Mitchell, argued before the Supreme Court Thursday that the events at the U.S. Capitol in 2021 should be termed a riot, not an insurrection. President Trump did not engage in any act that can plausibly be characterized as insurrection. He defined an insurrection as a violent effort to overthrow the government and contended that the 14th Amendment's prohibition on insurrectionists running for office doesn't apply to elected officials. A $95 million foreign aid package is advancing in the Senate, but its journey is far from over. The Senate voted 67 to 32 to move forward with the package aimed at assisting Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. However, the vote simply allows the Senate to begin deliberation on the bill. The seven migrants accused in the Times Square assault on two New York police officers have formally been charged. Manhattan prosecutor announced the indictments regarding the January 27th attack outside of a migrant shelter. John Schaefer, USA News. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, stimulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. These are the sounds of someone taking their eyes off the road. Texting while driving is more than distracting. It's dangerous. Do yourself a favor. Do us all a favor. When you're on the road, stay off the phone. A message from CTIA.
Marco Santucci. He is a name you might be familiar with if you're familiar with the paranormal. And we're going to talk about that uh, here as well, because how could we not talk about that? But what's so interesting about him is he's trans. And he's sharing his personal journey as what he calls the trans guy. But it's something that he didn't necessarily share before, uh, except among close friends. And like I said, he had this name in the paranormal world. In fact, he, he even wrote a book and, and um, had some amazing experiences there. But now, in Tattered Edges, he takes you through this journey. And for a very specific reason why, he lives with his wife, Pam, and they even have a cool, I understand, 10-year-old dog, Mia. So thanks so much, Marco, for coming on America tonight. Sure. Let's talk about how you knew something was different with you. How did you know that you wanted to make that transition? When did you feel that something was different when you were young? Well, I mean, you know, societal reasons, you don't you don't realize that a lot of times uh, when you're really young. So I basically just thought I was a tomboy by the time you get to that kind of age. Um, but the closer I got to puberty, right, um, I, you know, I mean, I started out doing normal things, you know, like, you know, if you're a girl, you date a boy and vice versa, right? Well, you can do that all you want and it's okay, but the closer you get to puberty, you're like, something's not right. Um, I just, I just never, I never, my brain never felt like a girl. If that, whatever kind of sense it makes. I mean, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like anything at all. Clothing, toys, I mean, everything, everything I did as a child was what uh, boys do. Not that girls can't and not be trans, right. And just be tomboys and go on with life. But, um, I just got to the point, what my, you know, when I was a young teenager, when um, it, it was because an article that I actually had, I had uh, a tennis, uh, our, our history teacher was, um, he, he played tennis. So he was very much uh, into anything tennis. And so in the middle of history class, I was uh, 17, he's he's passing back these things, this, this article for us to read. And, and it was about... Um, uh, Dr. Raskin, Dick Raskin, who was a professional tennis player, and that uh, he became Renee Richards. And when I read that, I'm like, oh my God, this that's me, right? But going the other way. I mean, I was I grew up in, in uh the Midwest, you know. There, nobody didn't know what people didn't know you could have sex changes and didn't know what anything that was about. But that's when it hit me really hard. But I had already had an alter ego that I had um I had to, I had to create. Um, in order to mentally survive what I was going through. And I, when I realized that I, I, I like girls, but I can't be one, you know what I'm saying? I, it, that was never an option. So I had to make this boy up and people bought into it. And the story's insane because of all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. And, and then we fast forward to now really sharing this wide in tattered edges. Tell us about the book. Tell us more about what we can expect in reading the book. Okay. So, I mean, the book starts basically at, at my birth and goes all the way through, you know, to the early two thousands. And so it's, it's everything from the things that I went, you know, went through, uh, realizing, Okay, that I wasn't the same, you know, that I, I really wasn't, you know, like normal, quote unquote, as far as the whole, you know, all of that goes. Um, 
And, um, I, I, you know, I just started to despise my body because of that very fact. I, I, I didn't want the body parts that I, you know, was unfortunately born with. I had to get rid of that stuff. And, uh, it goes into the, the, the difficult issues I had with my mother, you know, she, she would say, you know, like one time she was mad and she's like, this is long before this is when I was still just a kid, but because I was such a tomboy, because I played sports and I rode motorcycles and all that stuff. She's like, I didn't adopt a boy. I adopted a girl. So that was supposed to hurt my feelings, but I, it didn't hurt me. Not at all. But so she just was completely not understanding why she didn't have this princess. Right. Um, so it was really, really difficult on her. But yeah, so it, it takes you through all of that. It takes you into, um, you know, me, me actually having, having sex as a man, but not, but before, but just not physically, even when I, even prior to transitioning, I still let, I still lived as a man. Once I got to California, I, I lived as a man and, you know, you can change your driver's license. You know, I, I actually, when I, <laughs> the first thing that happened when I got to California and I was with this girl, um, never should have brought her with me, but that's not the point. Um, just got into Riverside and I get pulled over because it's like two in the morning, you know, and I ran a red light looking for a place to stay. I'm like, damn it. So, so I get pulled over and the officer comes to the window and the first thing was it was a woman. And I'm like, my goodness, things are different in California. I'd never even seen a woman cop, right? So, um, but uh, so she, so she asked for my license. I gave it to her and she comes back to the car and she says, you know, because um, I, what I had done is I had manipulated my license, right? I had changed the F to an M because I had had my name changed, but my gender wasn't changed yet. So, so I took it upon myself to do that. And she says, you know, it's illegal to change. Um, oh, first of all, she asks me, she goes, um, are you contemplating a sex change? I'm like, whoa, wait, wait. In my mind, I'm like, what? How does she know? I'm like, oh, right. And she's like, do you know that's illegal to do? And I'm like, yes, yes, ma'am. Um, no, no, I said, no, I didn't know it was illegal. Sorry. I said, I just thought I just couldn't have that. And she's like, well, I'm going to let it slide and uh, welcome to California. Wow. So that, that, that was, that was my first, you know, encounter with, with that. But, um, and, but yeah, anyway, so I'm sorry. And then the book, no, no, and in the book, you talk about all kinds of things. You talk about uh, the transition itself. So we won't, we'll let everybody get the book and you yeah, yeah. really, you really learn a lot, but what yeah. is it you hope people take away from reading tattered edges? The people that are listening to us, they can get the book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. What do you, what do you hope they take away from reading it? Um, Okay. Well, basically a deeper, a deeper understanding for, you know, first of all, and again, my, my story's not as common, probably the way it rolled out, but in the end of everything, um, you know, we, trans people are very different though, still than being compared to being gay or something else within the, the spectrum of outside of just, you know, the normal way that people come into be and all that. But just um you have to understand there i mean there's like i said there's misconceptions out there you don't have to be gay before you're before you're trans that's just ridiculous but there's a lot of people that just don't get any of it and so that's that was kind of the the part of the goal um you know so i do go into like you know the more detail about you know surgeries and stuff like that because people don't understand they just like really they just don't get it and, um, and, 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 and the thing is, is, you know, you, you don't, you never know 
who or what is standing right beside you. So many times, and I've been a part, and that just happened to me. I had to go get my blood drawn, and it happened to me again. You know, and this lady who's drawn my blood, she's talking about, you know, uh, you know, something back in the news with J.K. Rawlings and her comments about trans people, and went through all of that stuff, and we're having a conversation about, about that, and like. Yeah, she would never know, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> but and that's that's just the thing. You you just don't know and, and because you know I obviously pass and I and I always have, but that's not always the case, uh, um, you know, for people, especially going the other way. Um, unfortunately, that's just the way it is, right? But, but yeah, and then, like you said, who knows? And what an interesting thing to happen to you, and that and obviously. Um, it's happened to you, like you said, a, a few times. Yes. And, um, so again, Tattered Edges, great story. You can get it, uh, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, as I said. You can go to Marco's website too, marcosantucci.biz. But I'd be remiss not to ask you about Ghost and Paranormal because you also have a book called Paranormal Noise, Listen right. Beyond the Silence. You stopped ghost hunting in 2019. What's the craziest encounter you had with ghosts? You know, that is there. I don't know where there. Uh, you need an hour. You need an hour for this. So I know you don't have that. But there's so much stuff, and you know, I know that um, other answers I could have given. I the here's. Let me just talk about this. I mean, there's a lot of things that we have seen it. And far okay. First of all, it's called. We were. I was called. Me and this other guy Scott. We were called Darklands Paranormal. If you if you Google Darklands Paranormal, all kinds of stuff's going to come up about. Um, presentations, the newspaper articles, um, stuff on TV, all kinds of stuff. So anyway, just remember that. But, um, so we had done a whole lot of stuff, whole lot of stuff. And, and I, I have, have audio that is just like you and I talking, you know, and I, I, this is how that paranormal noise even became to be, cause it's written out like that. That was before Darklands. But with Darklands, when we did, when we went into, uh, uh, the public library in Upland, California. Um, we Scott on film caught what we deemed, I deemed a time machine because, and, and what that means is we know when you're taking photos, you take, you take a series of photos and then you go through them. And obviously if you see something that's not really there or whatever, you, you, you got something, you've got something to compare it to. But I, I was not a doctor who fan, but when I realized what the TARDIS was, um, that is exactly what this thing looks like that Scott got on film. So once, so when you look at photos side by side, you see a picture of it, not there. And then it is there. And then, you know, but anyway, it happened. Well, so that was kind of the finale of our presentations. Like we did presentations for the library for free. Uh, the first time 200 people came, it was, you could only see 80 people. The next time we, we did it in the Grove theater. So 500 people come to see us do a presentation, right? I was, that was pretty, that was pretty crazy. Boy, no kidding. I could talk to you all day, all night long. Yeah, yeah. So many interesting stories. So Your many- life is interesting. There's no question. As you said, it's easy to, to look up Darklands Paranormal and also, uh, uh, to go to marcosantucci.biz, which you have that there, and you talk about that book, and of course, Tattered Edges, which is where we began. And right. thank you so much for coming on. Uh, yeah. Marco, it's been a delight. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Kate. 
Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. So the title of the book is Driven by Compassion, Eight Values for Successful Servant Leaders. Wow. Uh, Here's what I like. Successful servant leaders. Wait till we dive into this with David Zekman. He is the author of this book. We had a great off-air conversation where we started uh, talking in the very beginning about where he started and what his goal was, which was a really lofty goal to be a CEO. And of course, he achieved that, but he started at the bedside right there from the very beginning in Cleveland, Ohio. And of course, this is in the healthcare industry. So David, thanks for coming on. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, Kate. So finish that story for everybody, because I love this. You did have that goal about becoming the CEO, and you did achieve that. But I think the difference probably for you and why this book it was in you is because you started right from the very bottom, so to speak. I did. Thank you. I, I'm very proud of that. Um, it's a little bit of a unique situation. I was a, I started my career as a high school teacher and a coach in football and track, and I loved it, but decided that I want to do something different. And I answered an ad to get into healthcare as an on-the-job trainee respiratory therapist in Cleveland, Ohio, which is my hometown. And so I started at the bedside, and my, uh, but as I was working, I, I enjoyed patient care, um, but I thought, you know, I still had this, I had this pull, this yearning for leadership. I thought I could make a difference with, with, a, with, my, uh, with a servant leadership style as I did as a teacher and coach, and decided that uh, I set a goal that I wanted to be a CEO of a hospital. So I started uh, working. My first management position was as a night shift supervisor in respiratory therapy, and I was a working supervisor and, and, and uh, decided that in order for me to grow it, I'd have to, to leave Cleveland, my hometown, and move to, to uh, Kansas City and work for a big, large health care system there for 10 years, and then to Louisville and, and back to Missouri, uh, rural Missouri as, as my first-time CEO, and then uh, northern Michigan when I worked for McLaren Healthcare. So I went from the bedside working nights with, with a loyal, dedicated group of nurses to to be a, a CEO, and I never forgot that. It was something that I felt was always something to my advantage in my leadership because I had a, a strong empathy for, for people that had to do the real the real work of healthcare, and that's healing pe- pe- patients. Yeah, there you go, the real work of healthcare. So behind this book, what drove you to write the book? Well, when I re- when I retired as a hospital CEO in January 19, um, I still had this again. I had that pull again, like I did when I got in healthcare, and said, you know, what 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 can I do to make a difference in terms of leadership? And I felt like I had unfinished work, so I decided that I would write a book. And um, I was I was um, encouraged to do that by friends and, and associates, and decided that um, it was time to share that passion. And to, um, I read a couple other books. I interviewed 30 uh, leaders, uh, all the way from CEOs of large uh, healthcare systems to supervisors, and even the captain of, of uh, the track team that I coached when he was a senior in high school. And so I felt like the other thing is that I really believe in the world we live in today when I started a book, and that was right just before the pandemic, that... Um, employees want to be led, but they want to be led in a different way. And they want to be led, they want to be valued. They want their leaders to support their growth. They want their leaders to help them be successful. And quite frankly, I didn't think that was happening enough. And so I thought I would try this and, and share my leadership philosophy of that and go from there. In the book, what will we learn? What will we find out? What we'll find out is that this style of leadership, number one, it will. the goal is to help leaders today to remember why they got in the leadership. And it's a privilege to be a leader, and it's an honor to be a leader. To remember that again, to renew that, that, that vow, um, to, to be the best leader, the best servant leader possible, and to refresh and to regain that passion and enthusiasm um, for doing the right thing, which I believe this is the right thing in terms of, of treating people. 
Um, I just spoke at a conference uh, in uh, a Corazon conference. It's a consulting company in Nashville on Tuesday and presented my book. And so many people came up to me afterwards and said, that, oh my gosh, this is so great. It helped me remember it. You know, it gave me more enthusiasm again to go back and I'm going to take your book and I'm going to go back and, and uh, incorporate those values into my leadership style. It was very gratifying. And it's like you say, eight values. We're not going to tell everyone everything, but give us a couple of the values. Okay. Well, the values were um, uh, the number one, one of them was walk the talk. And um, walking the talk was rated uh, by the people I interviewed as the most important value being a servant leader. So walk the talk means living and breathing love and compassion values in your daily leadership journey. If you're not walking the talk, there's there's absolutely no way that you're going to build that servant leader relationship with those you lead. So that was the most important one they rated. Um, the second one was was communication and practicing regular and consistent communication tactics that include genuine encouragement and honest feedback. I, I share in the book that the CEO is, is, is a short for being chief executive officer, and in reality, a CEO should be the chief encouragement officer. And oh, yeah. I, ask, I ask the question in the book, how many of you had too much encouragement in your life? And, you know, so everybody everybody responds to encouragement. And so what you gain from this is, as, as a leader is that you gain greater job engagement, um, more productivity, better organizational results, and both and better results both for the person you lead as well as yourself. So um, in the world of the great resignation that's going on and, and, and the fact that employee retention has risen to the top of every CEO in the country um, now, this is, a, this is a tool and a tactic to ensure that. Oh, yeah, boy, now more than ever, the quiet quitting, like you said, the great resignation. How do you how do you keep good employees? How do you keep good talent? How do you find good talent? And boy, encouragement. I so agree. What a what a great question. And then to flip around what CEO is, what do you hope people walk away with when they read Driven by Compassion, Eight Values for Successful Servant Leaders? Well, what I hope is that, as I said, you know, I hope that that it, it makes them rethink how they are um, interacting with their the people they lead, and that it will create, um, a, again, as I said earlier, greater productivity, uh, certainly job retention, as, as we just said. Um, you know, there is a shortage of workers, and so we have to do a better job as leaders of retaining our employees, especially the, the strong ones. Now, this style, by the way, being a compassionate servant leader doesn't mean hugs and kisses. And really what it does is it demands accountability, but it demands accountability in a different way, in a compassionate way. And the other thing about it is, Kate, is that it's very enjoyable. It's fun. I would rather have fun and enjoy my time as a leader, seeing the people I lead grow and see their happiness and see their satisfaction than, than not. I, I can tell you, share a quick story with you. When I was doing rounds in one of the hospitals I led, I walked into the laundry. How many people go into the laundry, right? And I said, uh, and they, they, I came in and they said, Mr. Zeckman, I, do you know how to fold our laundry? And I said, no. I said, can we show you? I said, sure. So I said, they, and I was terrible. <laughs> they were laughing and I was, I was terrible. But they do such an important function and we had so much fun. And I have to say this, me going in there and, and doing their work with them, do you think that made a difference in terms of, of the, the value they feel to the organization. Of 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, because you were there. Was, yeah. I was there. It was one of my. It's one of my favorite. Favorite um, um, CEO stories, and I, I, I relish that forever. And it was that made my the rest of my day was I, I didn't care what happened the rest of the day. <laughs> so I was I was very happy after that, and uh, it, it was it was very gratifying. But I, I hope that again, it, it, it's it's time to change leadership. It's time to do to help people be successful. And if you help people successful, be successful of the people that you lead, then you're going to be successful. And it just makes sense. Yeah, and now more than ever, boy, especially coming out of what we've just come out of, I think this is vital, right? Oh, yes. I mean, you know, there's still a lot of of tension and worry from the pandemic. And, you know, I I don't want to be hyperbole here, but the pandemic, as we all know, has probably changed things forever in many ways. And I think that in a good way, the pandemic will Look, make leaders look at how they they treat people differently. How they treat they need to treat them appreciably and positively, and um, maybe more than we did in the past. Maybe we took our leadership for granted in the past. And leadership is a gift and a privilege, and we should never forget that. Yeah, so, so well said. And again, I love the title, Driven by Compassion, Eight Values for Successful Servant Leaders. You can get it Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever great books are sold. Thank you, David, so much for coming on. Well, thank you. Thank you, Kate, for allowing me to share my passion with your audience. And I'm honored that you asked me. This is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com.